Jeeve Galair, folks, you're very welcome to another episode of the Ireland and Beyond podcast. And today's episode is sponsored by Football Special. Just kidding, I wish it was, but the reason I bring it up is because we've got another big export from Donegal, the biggest thing since perhaps we, Daniel, and Football Special. Yeah. It is Declan Houghton, or Houghton, should I rehearse that before I started, but we're too late now. Uh, Declan from the band Devery, you're very welcome to the program, Deck. How are you? Paddy, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me. And, and you were right the first time. It's actually it's actually uh, spelt Houghton, but it's pronounced Houghton. I'm not sure what what. Apparently, they used to tell us that we came to Ireland with the Vikings. It was Van Houghton, but I I don't know. But but uh, but I'm delighted to be joining you, Patrick. And and thanks a million for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. On, I have to say, I know. Um, I didn't really know of the band until. Um, Martin, because I lived in Milton for a few years and my brother Colm would have went to uh, Cunningham Elementary School where yes. Martin works. And then he was yes. like, oh, I'm a player in this band. And then I, I had seen you guys. Um, I was there for the full day. It started with Colm O'Brien, ended in a washout with Derek Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones. I saw you um, supporting Derek Warfield at the Milton Music Festival. Yeah, I remember that day well. Yeah, it 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 lashed the rain, but but yeah, uh, we we would all, we've we've played here for about ten years, mostly mostly around like the Black Rose and Dooley's and Paddy Barry's and and the Cottage Pub now as well, Patrick and and um, I'd have known Martin from um, you know the way bands come together. You would you would be seeing somebody else played in a band, and then you make friends with them. And and the fact that both me and Martin were from Donegal. Um, um, he, he's a gentleman like Martin, and, and uh, so yeah, we we've been playing. I've been here for twenty years and been playing mu- music in one form or another for most of that time. Yeah, it's funny when I uh, when I seen you guys, I would have been underage, um, but <laughs> it didn't stop me from getting the bit of drink into me. I always when people used to ask me my age, I tell them I was an Irish twenty one and just left yes. it at that. But. Uh, <laughs> I saw that there was a sign saying strictly no alcohol and I had cans of Magners in my school bag. So I was like, I got to be clever here. I went to um, one of the corner shops in Lower Mills and I think it was Pat's Pizza actually. And I bought uh, two one liter bottles of ginger ale, fucked the ginger ale out of it and poured the cider in. <laughs> yes, uh, we play in a few uh, festivals down in Patriot Place here and... and uh... Everybody's saying Go, you guys drink an awful lot of Dunkin' Donuts, but it's not. It's not actually <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. It's in the it's, it's in the, the styrofoam cup. But whatever. Hey, what is what's that saying about uh, necessity is the mother of invention? So whatever you got to do, you got to do. Yeah, that's it. There'd always be these. Uh, there's another crazy Devery story actually as well. Um, I had a fake ID that I never actually needed to use because no one would card me. And I'm obviously not going to throw any places under the bus and get them, you know. They they probably didn't know any better, the poor creatures. I look like I'm about 50 going on 75. You look older, yeah. <laughs> so, how old am I? No, I say you look old. You definitely look older. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I definitely do. But my mom had found the fake ID and she tore up the fake ID. And she obviously, as I said before, knew Martin. So, she's crying, finds the fake ID, cuts it up. She's like, I don't want my baby going to jail, blah, blah, blah. And then a few hours later, she's like, 
Jeez, Pat, you know, it'd be great if Martin asked us to go on the booze cruise. I'm like, well, Mom, you fucking tore up the ID. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah, there was uh, there was pros and cons. <laughs> Let me, uh, no, but you're always welcome. Uh, hopefully, when all this craps over, Patrick, uh, if if you're out here during the summertime, we we always have a great a great uh, booze cruise. Uh, it's been going over ten years, and and uh, uh, um, I don't know about eight years ago, somebody came up with the idea of making Hawaiian themed Irish music booze cruise. I don't know <laughs> who came up with the idea, but it was uh, it's worked out great. But but uh, but we'd always be we'd always be delighted to have you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. The closest I've ever gotten to it, though, is I think my girlfriend and I were on a walk in Castle Island, and next thing you know, I hear, like, the Foggy Jew or something coming across, you know, and it's like, oh, it must be Booze Cruise Day, so... It's Booze Cruise. It's funny the way uh, things take off. The first couple of years on the Booze Cruise, uh, we were having bothers selling tickets, and, 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 and now people uh, call me uh, uh, around about, it's always the last Saturday in July, and people start calling me in September saying, uh, what date's a booze cruise? Because we're planning a wedding, or we're planning a party, or we're planning this, and we don't want to, we don't want to have it the same day as a, as a booze cruise. So it's a, it's a great, it's a great day's fun, and uh, plus the fact that it's raised a ton of money for a kids' cancer charity, which is really what it's, what it's all about, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. a great day. No, it is. It is. You do a lot of great, great stuff. Obviously, uh, my twin, although he's a few, a good few years younger than me, also born on February tenth, is uh, Quinn Waters, aka the Mighty Quinn. You know, it's heartbreaking that they found cancer in him again because his parents are nice and Jude as well. His uncle is a lovely man, and I'd know them kind of from bits and places. And uh, yeah, no, it's. It's terrible what he's going through, but you know you're you're singing the right songs and fighting the good fight. So thankful for that. Yeah, he's uh, he's it's such a tough uh, um, it's such a tough story because I moved here. I'll be here uh, twenty one years in April, and Jarlath uh, Quinn's dad arrived about the the following year. Like we didn't know each other from home, but as usual, you meet up in a pub here, and and Jarlath was working, and Paddy Barry's, and and Quinn's mother Tara who is now a Quincy police officer, but she used to work in Paddy's as well, and both of them worked up... Uh, I don't know if you remember the Holy Ground. Jerry had another pub up the street um, called the Holy Ground. Um, and it was de de demolished there probably about uh, probably eight years ago when they made the new road through Quincy, but uh, both of them worked in that pub as well. So myself and my wife would have been very, very good friends with... Uh, Jonathan Tara for many years and and uh, um, actually about this time two years ago was his first di diagnosis we were down in the Cape Cod Irish village and uh, it was his sister Maggie had noticed it was Maggie that noticed there was something wrong she said uh, Quinn keeps on tripping and keeps on walking into things and and Jonathan Tara just thought to take a closer look at this and um, took him to the doctor and sure enough it, it was uh, 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 brain cancer and and but the, he's 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 the toughest little little man that i have ever met in my life and he's beat it one time and and there's no point uh sugarcoating that this is a huge serious setback for him but but uh yeah. if he shows the same fight again paddy uh we're, we're very confident that he that, that, that he'll beat it again yeah and hopefully he will you know yeah no, please god yes my mom always says it costs just as much to dream big as it does to dream small. So just keep the faith and, you know, the few prayers or whatever, if you're the praying kind and it'll yeah. all work out, you know? Yeah. And even, but, uh, we also, even, if you're, even if you're not the praying kind, it, it, it doesn't hurt either. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah, at all. No, no. 
But um, I just wanted to kind of address that. It's not going to be all doom and gloom, though, but sure, we couldn't yeah. have a few words without talking about it, so... Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. And, th- and thanks for uh, thanks, uh, thanks for, and a big thing um, as well, Patrick. And it doesn't matter if you're in Boston or if you're in Galway or Donegal or England or Ireland, but uh, we we try to, and maybe use is not the, not the right word, but but you know what I'm trying to say. We try to use Quinn's situation to encourage people to give blood, to donate blood, to donate platelets. So, and his family are all on board with this as well. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people say. Um, I wish there was something I can do, but there is something everybody can do. You can go to your local hospital and donate blood because yeah. um, just uh, platelets, uh, life-giving stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do know, though, that a lot of Irish people actually aren't eligible to give blood because of either it was mad cow or foot and mouth disease, and then some people have vitamin D deficiencies. It's Rough, yeah, the the, the uh, I I donated about uh, I was twenty eight when I moved here, but I donated about eighteen pints of blood at home, and and you're probably too young to remember your parents would, but uh, you used to be given a bottle of Guinness when you when you you were offered a bottle of Guinness when you donated a pint of blood at home. <laughs> I think they stopped it. They stopped it in the mid nineties. You'd be offered orange juice, water, or a bottle of Guinness. So we used to joke uh, uh, that a Saturday night, that it was a great way to start the Saturday night. You would go <laughs> donate a pint of blood. You would get a pint of Guinness and then head on out to the to the pub. But but yeah, um, uh, any Irish, um, it used to be every European, if you lived in Europe at all. But uh, now they changed it about a year ago here. But for some reason, if you if you lived in France or Ireland during the outbreak of the mad cow disease, which I think was, I think it was in the mid 80s. Uh, mid 80s uh, early 90s you can't give blood here or if you're um, uh, actually if you're in the united states services and if you serve overseas for more than six months you can't donate blood either you know what i mean so but and it's and it's tough here because there's so many patties there's so many uh, irish people here in boston that would do anything um donate blood for quinn but unfortunately yeah. we can't we can't but 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 that's that's why yes. If you lived in Ireland uh, through the outbreak of the mad cow disease for more than six months, you, you're not eligible to get, donate blood. Yeah, um, it's funny. You mentioned the Irish community, and I think that there's something I always feel kind of ashamed to admit that I'm a dual citizen because I know a lot of my friends over there that can't come home. But at the same time, I feel like I don't know. Maybe this is a bit egotistical of me to say, but I feel like me being friends with them and being able to sing the few songs it kind of it it kind of helps make it feel more like home even though you can't come home now maybe i'm talking shite but i always found no. that the irish community abroad you don't even have to be you know it's here here like you go to a disco in or more and the boys from my colony be baiting heads off the boys from town but when everyone's irish abroad it's we're you know, two peas in a pod, like. Yeah, and and uh, I agree with you a hundred percent, Patrick. The, the uh, I always think like uh, I think we're very we're a very uh, uh, local kind of people when we live at home. Like uh, um, I'm from Malin, and the same thing we go to discos in Carndonagh, and you wouldn't talk to the Bunkrana men, or you wouldn't talk <laughs> to the Carndonagh men. But uh, when you come here, definitely everybody's Irish, and and uh, it was great for me because. Uh, um, like to play with uh, to play with different musicians from different parts of Ireland and and 
Uh, one of my best friends here when I moved was a guy, Johnny Towie, from um, uh, Kilmaviv, uh, uh, outside Kilkelly in Mayo, a great accordion player. So you meet people like that. Um, Jerry Murphy, a flute player from Tipperary that's now in Australia. And I would have never met them, them kind of, no, them musicians or friends. Um, and even not the Irish, even like, um, our band, like uh, one guy's from California, one guy's from Kentucky, uh, Stevie's from Kerry, so when, uh, we all live in Boston now, so it's a great way to expand uh, your music horizons and, and life, I think life in general, general is all about meeting people and meeting new people. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of Devry in that sense, or even just your guys' entire generation, because I'm in an era where it's all about you know, the TikTok fame and the Instagram likes and chasing clout, as they say, like, so it's really hard to form a band because there's no incentive, like, they found that Guitar Center will be out of business fairly soon because everyone's buying acoustic guitars to learn the four chords for Instagram, but nobody's taking yeah. the dedication to play lead. And it's really tough for me to try and form a band because if I could, I would, but there's just no yeah. one else doing music and if they are they're all doing the same thing i am so yeah no i, I it, it, it seems to be that and, and even even uh, um like even my, my uh, i call where i am now i call it the donegal basement pub i just have it done up like a, like and i have a ton of instruments down here but my daughter's 12 and there's pianos and and there's guitars and banjos everywhere down here and she's she's big at the music but to your point like it's all about uh can we make a video now? And I was saying, no, you can't make a video. You learn, uh, learn twenty or thirty songs, and I mean, it's not about the making the videos. And and of course, it's nice, it's 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 nice to use social media just as a way to stay in contact with friends and family. But but um, it's not all about how many likes you get or or, or shares like that. There, uh, um, I think we grew up. Uh, um, like to, to me, music's all about telling the stories and telling. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean, and that, and and you have to, and I tell my daughter, like, uh, like, um, if you want to remember the words of a song, think about what the song's about. Think, think of what story uh, um, the song's telling, and you'll be able to remember the words better about that. You know what I mean? But that's the kind of the way yeah. that I grew up. I think that's a songwriter's brain, though, because my dad, like, he'll listen to a song, and this isn't, you know, rap or EDM. He'll listen to a ballad, and he'll ask me what the song's about. I'm like, sure. Okay. The words are right in front of you, but I think yeah. I think some people are more kind of lyrically inclined. Like I know people that listen to music that I would consider bad, but they just like that nice beat. You know what I mean? And yeah, I uh, yeah. Disagree, but I I must uh, commend you and Abby because she was on the toy show this year. We were watching it upstairs on a projector. She was sounding good, so I'd say you're uh, a proud just, dad. Uh, it was nice to it was nice to especially like uh, it's a big thing here with all the immigrant with all the Irish immigrant community up coming up to Christmas everybody would watch the late late toy show and we'd be explaining to our American my wife's American and explaining to the family how much it meant the toy show at home so to have a Abby involved was a and it was actually a Galway man that made the connection a guy Pat Nee uh, out here a friend of mine out here that sent me the message to say. Uh, um, they're looking for uh, they're looking for uh, kids, but it was great. But 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 Patty, to your point about the songs, uh, um, I think it's it is a thing about lyrically and 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 and, and a songwriting thing because um, like I joke to my wife, I could sit down here for five hours and sing songs and know every word to every song, but I would meet some guy on the street and he would tell me what his name was, and five minutes later I couldn't 
couldn't remember or like no, yeah I call I joke I always say I love being from Donegal because I call everybody sir because I don't know <laughs> I go yeah sir because I don't I don't I don't even know what their name I can't remember their names I lived with the Donegal couple uh, Lee and Nicola over the summer in Quincy you probably know them probably do again but then again names you know what I mean but, but yeah. Uh, yeah yeah but um they're both from Carandona and like I would like to think that I thought I could understand everyone from Ireland, but Jesus Christ, he, every second word was, sir, I, sir, I, sir, you know, sir, sir, sir. And then he'd talk so fast, I'd have to get him to say three things, like the same thing three times. It was like yeah. he was speaking Mexican. Like, <laughs> and my girlfriend's American. She has no idea what's going on. She's just looking at me confused. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, for such a small country, we have we have a, an awful uh, range of uh, uh, accents. I always tell the story, Paddy, when I, when I came here first, about twenty years ago, my wife brought me up to Stow uh, skiing just for the weekend. So we were on this four-person ski lift. It was me, her, and these two young American lads, maybe sixteen, seventeen. And as we're going up on the ski lift, me and her are talking just about buying a burger that night or pizza. But halfway up the mountain. The conversation finished and the guy beside Candace, my wife's name's Candace, he said, excuse me, ma'am, I'm dead serious. He said, excuse me, ma'am. He says, I couldn't help but overhear your conversation. He says, do you mind if I ask you a question? So she says, go right ahead. And he says, I'm dead serious. He says, I notice you ask him a question in English, but what language is he speaking? Speaking back to you. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even trying to be funny. He was being, he was being dead serious. <laughs> he yeah. thought I was speaking a different language. Oh, stop. It's funny, though. Good time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of Donegal men that I actually met through Boston that I wouldn't have... Well, first of all, I have to thank uh, the Lucky Shamrock for football special. That stuff is addictive. (laughs) I don't know what's in it. It's probably got some trace of Donegal hemp or some random ingredient (laughs) because it's very addicting. But... um, yeah, it's good. We, used to it's lo- good we, used, we used to love as kids when you'd be in the pub, uh, um, you'd order a football special because when you poured it, it would have a head in it and then we would pretend we would be young lads or pretend that we were drinking beer. We'd be about 11 or 12 and pretending we were tough guys, but it was it was football <laughs> special in the, in, the, in the glass. Our local, uh, it's been closed down for years now, but it's Keelan's in Bushy Park. And it was so convenient. Like we had all the communions and confirmations there when we could. And I used to love going there with dad, like when he'd be having his few pints and all my brothers were kind of close in age. So Jared is only like uh, 14 months younger than me or something. And then my other brother, Liam, is uh, three years younger than me. And then Colm is very young, but he wouldn't have been in the pub at that time. He wouldn't have even been born. But what we used to love doing is putting like a euro into the cigarette machine and pushing the button to get the refund, and we thought we were in a casino. <laughs> <laughs> you won every time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But, and I, expl- I explained to my American friends here about, uh, about, I was saying about the pub, especially, like, you won't get any more rural than right, where I am. I'm up the most northerly parish in Donegal, Malin. Um, absolutely beautiful, but, but uh, ocean on, uh, Atlantic Ocean on three sides, and Ireland's yeah. below us, like, uh, but... Uh, but the, the, apart from like maybe the football field, uh, the pub was really the center of the of, of uh, and we grew up in pubs, and I don't think it was it was a bad thing. And, and I and I getting back to the remembering songs, I think it was a great education as far as songs because you'd be listening to old guys singing songs in the pub. And I was listening last week, Patrick, to um, 
when you did the interview with Patrick uh, Johnson, and yes. and uh, you know, were saying you were saying about that, and, and, and like I said, that's just the way we grew up, and 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 I think it was a great a great uh, yeah. Like I I might hear a song like last night. Uh, um, Somebody asked me to to sing a song via the the Facebook live that I do down here, and 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 I sang it. Uh, it was a song called Easy and Slow. I don't know if you've heard a bit, but uh, um, beautiful beautiful ballad. But 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 uh, then somebody said, "How do you remember all these songs?" And I think it's, it's from being in pubs and listening to my father singing and my uncles and brothers. You know what I mean? And them yeah. songs come back to you. You then you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of similar, but also different in that. I could hear a song that I thought I forgot and it'll just come on and I know the next few verses even though this is deep, deep in the memory that I didn't even remember listening to at one point and yes. I'm singing along. But with regards to Irish music, like I didn't appreciate Irish culture at all until I moved to Boston. I started going to sessions, Lower Mills Tavern and The Cottage and it was Boston that kind of turned me into who I am now not Ireland, because in Ireland I didn't appreciate kind of the rich culture. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think I think you you never. I think it's like a lot of things. You never really um, appreciate what you have until maybe there's a chance that you might lose it. You know, and, and by moving away from home, you know what I mean. Uh, and again, I thought it was great for me because there would have been West Donegal would be would be like um, a tune playing, a lot of fiddle playing, and and that. But up where I'm from, it would have been a lot of uh, singing tradition, like in we used to laugh about the the, the songs and about forty five verses in them about a cow that died, you know what I mean, or <laughs> something. You know, but 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 uh, um, but I definitely agree with you. Like like when I grew up at home, I was listening to ACDC and and Thin Lizzy and 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 that kind of stuff. And although I did, I, I always liked Irish music. But when you come over here, and then you realise how much our culture is held by by the by the Irish Americans and how how proud they are of the culture. So it makes yeah. us even. And I want to. Like I, I know at this stage I'll be fifty uh, this year. Um, I'm not moving home again. That, that this is home for me. So I, I want my daughters to to experience what what our culture as well and pass it on to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thank God for Canton. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. It's great. We have a great. We have a great. Boston is 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 uh, Boston's a, a strange city and 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 the nicest way possible. Like. Uh, like they call us mass, hole, mass holes and we're grumpy kind of people and 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 i always say and it is like they'll give you the finger if you pull in front of them but when something bad happens like you, you won't get a better community here we, we mightn't see each other like uh, especially now with the with the, the the lockdown even though it's not as bad as it seems to be at home but you never you never see too many people but if there's a fundraiser like for the mighty quinn or for something else it's amazing the way this city uh, the Irish people come together, like, and you'd raise a hundred thousand just in the blink of an eye for something that somebody needs something. But it's it's great in that regard. Absolutely, yeah. Or even if someone like, if someone maybe doesn't have the right papers and they break their leg or whatever, everyone will raise for the yeah, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. So it is it is good for that. And uh, I think that's why earlier I was saying that I feel sort of ashamed that I am a dual citizen because you know a lot of my friends can't come home. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, after all this lockdown, I'll never want to see Ireland again, to be honest with you. Or at least until the pandemic ends. Like I'll be getting in the rows with my mother over something as minute as who had the last chip. Or I remember my, my yeah. brother was roaring at me because there was eggshells on the counter. 
and he was like, whose eggshells are these? They should be in the bin. Like, we're just all <laughs> on edge. But I know. No, but I would ne listen. Never be ashamed. Uh, I always say that I'm 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 a, a very I'm very proud Donegal man. I'm very proud Irish man, but I'm a very proud American as well. And and I know it's tough. Like I have I have close family nephews over here that 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 can't travel. And even even um, I'll never forget the the time that I became a citizen that I took my American citizenship. I remember because uh, you wrestle with uh, you think you're you almost think you're cheating on Ireland by by becoming a. a a citizen of some some other country and and i was telling my lawyer this is a great guy from cork and he said uh, he said declan he says this is the way you have to think about it he said he said ireland's your mother america's your wife he says that's <laughs> that's the way he says that's the way you have to have to have to think of it you know what i mean and and uh, and i still i still think of it that way as well you know what i mean but no no it's tough it's very tough um like not getting into politics with the with the last administration and and um like it was very tough being an immigrant. Although in saying that, I always say that that uh, um, it comes from both sides of the aisle here because uh, there's friends of mine that were illegal when I came here 20 years ago that are still illegal. And, and they were here for eight years of Obama and they were here for parts of George Bush as well. You know what I mean? So it's it's yeah. it's uh, it comes from every side. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's tough. But um, I it's again that that shame just even talking yeah. about it. Because I was born in, like, my dad's from my Cullen. The very village that I live in now is, the Daverns have been here for, like, 200 years. The first date on the family headstone is from the 1800s. So, um, well, we survived the famine anyway. Fuck you, Trevelyan. But, yes. um, you know, I, so, but my mom's was a bartender in Chicago, and my dad was working there, and they met, and uh, got married and everything, but my even though I was born there, my dad didn't want me to grow up American. So when I was five, we moved to moved to my column. But then with the recession and stuff and my dad being out of work, he had a commute between Boston and here all the time. And my mom didn't yeah. really want us growing up like separated, even though they weren't separated. But, he, you know, so we just I, I moved to mean, Boston yeah. for the few years and that was that. But. Yeah, that, that, it's 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 like uh, um, unfortunately, like uh, you said about your father, you, you you have to do you have to do what you what you have to do. Like uh, the, the the it's probably used in every part of Ireland, but uh, uh, used to say in Donegal about the American tourist came to Donegal and he was looking at the the scenery and he says, uh, "How could you leave leave this place?" And 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 the local man says, "It's lovely, but you can't eat it." You know I mean, so so you know, I mean, the view, the views, the the views beautiful, but you can't you can't eat the view. So so yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta do what you what you can do. But but like, even even our, our drummer Stevie O'Callaghan, uh, he would be the same situation as you, Patrick. His his um father and mother are from Tralee and Kerry, and and uh, moved out here and and started a family, and then moved back to Tralee, and and Stevie grew up in Tralee, and then when he was 16, 16, 17, I think he moved back out out here again. You know what I mean? And Stevie. Uh, Steve used to say he'd be at high school and 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 uh, and Malden and and uh, all all these young kids couldn't understand a word he was saying because he mm -hmm. was he was he, he he grew up in Tralee and you know what I mean and that you know like uh, but so it's the same it's the same story for uh, for for a lot of families like yeah and it was kind of the central theme of uh, of this podcast really is the Irish story as beautiful as it is it's kind of there's a lot of uh, suffering there too, and a lot of immigration. I think, you know, Tommy Tiernan has this great joke. He's like, "We don't invade countries; we infest them." 
Yes, yes, yes. Luke. Or like the Pogues, I always think the thousands are sailing. Great it's song. a great line. To, and, and it says we're, er, and, and it's, we're all over the world, like, and, and we're still uh, saying about how great Ireland is. And we say, uh, wherever we go, we celebrate the land that made us refugees. You know what I mean? It's a, I think it's a great, a great, a great line of a song. You know what I mean? Yeah, I but, still uh, get goosebumps listening to it. Like, great song, great song. And I, I, I think uh, I, I, I listen to the Pogues all the time. I love all types of Irish music, but uh, especially the Dubliners and the Pogues and Stockton's Wing. That was that was my kind of stuff growing up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I did a cover of Pear Brown Eyes in the high school in Milton, and that's what started me gigging. Some woman, it uh, Ashley was her name. She used to run. Kelly Seller behind Paddy Barry's. Yeah, I remember. She saw it, yeah. me singing that song online, and next thing you know, I got a gig. And the following day, I'm in Ray Flynn's house in Southie singing for him. And so <laughs> I just kind of always fell upward. But I'm very lucky yeah, yeah. in that sense because I used to look back at old videos of me singing, and I was so bad because I wanted to be American so bad. And then I moved to America, and I wanted to be Irish. <laughs> like yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. weird. But. Yeah, I, th- I think again. I think it's it's you, you never realize how popular your culture, and it's not that you're doing it to be popular, but you never really realize how strong Irish culture and identity is until until you you, you leave home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and 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 especially here because uh, there's so many Irish people in and and Boston. Like uh, my daughter Abby goes to school here in Brentry, and like out of her whatever twenty eight kids in the school, I'd say there's only three kids that don't have at least one Irish born par- uh, parent or, or sometimes two Irish born parents you know what I mean yeah. it's just the the area that we live in here yeah it's a good spot Braintree I used to work in um, in Primark over there and I think the only thing that kept me was that it was pennies at home um, yeah but it was it was rough the, it was convenient though because I could set my schedule so I knew I had the dedicated income and then if I had a gig we'll say on at 8 you know I'd be able to do the gig as well so they were good for that yeah. but Awful shite yeah. asking people the same thing every day. How are you? How are you? It's like, <laughs> it wasn't suitable for it. Do you, you gotta, find, whatever, whatever. Yeah, sorry. Do you find being, because um, you're a great songwriter and like, when I saw you perform Leaving Ireland, that inspired me to write one of my songs, Slawn Live Milton, kind of opposite, but just I, when I came back home for college here, I put all my friends' names in the choruses and I was like, goodbye, da 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 yeah. And, um, but you're a very good songwriter and do you find now with this whole lockdown thing that you're kind of struggling to come up with with lyrics and all that or how has that been? It's, it's funny you say that. Uh, uh, um, I, I thought that uh, during the lockdown... Hello folks, I would just like to inform you guys about Bobby Hook. He's a fitness and mindset trainer based out of Raglan Road in Orlando. Great Irish pub. And what he does is when he's not dancing up on stage, he coaches people. He works with people like myself, you know, creative types. Types that um, don't necessarily have access to a gym. So it's really perfect for me because I don't have access to a gym and I'm a creative. So he understands what it's like balancing, you know, work, life and creativity. And we've been training together now for the last three weeks. I've lost 20 pounds and I couldn't recommend him enough. If you're interested, hit up Bobby Hook on Instagram at bobby.hook and tell him Paddy Moore sent you. He has limited spots available. 
it's been great like when i traveled to the us for some st patrick's day shows he made hit workouts for that and was able to work around that as well so couldn't recommend him enough thank you bobby there were out of three cds wrote of songs at this stage but it's 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 the opposite because you're not you're not out doing uh well i, I still i have a day job as well but but i'm still out but but uh i think sometimes that that uh the, the songs that i write i i um i always think that I, I write a better song if i do it over this this two or three days if it takes if it's taken any longer than a couple of weeks i just give up on it you know what i mean so yeah. so i i would uh, uh, um I would like, like, like uh, actually, how leaving Ireland. Uh, it's funny how leaving Ireland started. Um, we were going to do um, a show with the Boston Police Pipes and Drums, and the pipes, the bagpipes are always in B flat, and uh, we were trying to think of a song that we could do along with them and uh, uh, for them to play it. And, and Larry said to me, the bass player, he says, "Just write it, just write a song on B flat." So I started, uh, um, and leaving Ireland came about over the maybe two or three days. So that's the way. That's the way. And then I. And then it's nice, and again, not a big-headed thing, but it, it, it's nice, like La, La, the boys from Slancho were over here last night, and they knew the song, and then uh, even at Christmas there, the Finns, I know you know the Finns at home, yeah. and, and uh, they did a version of a, of a Christmas song I wrote, so it's, it's, and it's not even a big-headed thing, but it's just nice to sit back and, and listen to somebody else doing a, doing a song that uh, that you wrote. But but to your point, yeah, like I, I was thinking, oh, this lockdown, oh, I'll, I'll, have, I'll, have, I'll have 14 CDs wrote, but it didn't, it didn't turn out like that at all, you know what I mean? We're we're working on a couple couple of ones, you know what I mean? But 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 uh, uh, I, I think if I, sometimes if I, if I if I lock lock myself in a room, I can write a song rather than waiting for something to happen to, to inspire me. Uh, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm definitely more of kind of an inspire guy. I try and write down and and come up with stuff, but I think it's the old emotions that just make it a lot easier. That and I think either lack of sleep or just I'm too picky about the words I put down. So I feel like if yep. I'm not in a in a logical state, then it just comes yep. out. I remember I did an essay jet lagged. I stayed up all night on the plane coming back here, and I had to have the paper in by five in the evening. And I just two thousand words came out of me, no problem. But if it was yep. if I was being an actual student about it, it would have taken me weeks to do. So it's kind of the same process with songwriting. I tend to write a lot when I'm hungover, so uh, take yeah. it out what you will. But it's always good. Uh, my father used to. My father used to always say, Patrick. He used to always say that uh, any decent Irish song is is uh, about one of two things. He said, somebody dying or somebody leaving for America. And then he used to joke and he said, say, and if they died on the way to America, that was an even better. That was an even better. <laughs> that was an even better song. <laughs> So uh, uh, yeah, but it's just it's just that different people have different different ways of doing it. Uh, um, it's it's only something that I actually got into probably this last five five years ago. Like I never I never thought about writing songs, and then um, and especially since my kids come along, you'd you'd see wee things and you and you'd want to to write. And then uh, um, um, the charity that I volunteer for Lucy's Love Bus, uh, um, which was a big honor. I wrote a song called Lullaby for a Butterfly about the charity and Sean Keen. Um, uh, record that hasn't released it on one of his CDs, but he recorded it and sent it out there. Sean's a great guy and uh, sent it out there, and and um, so people could download it. and And he never he never took a penny for it, and all all uh, the money goes to charity. So it's just it's just nice for me. It's just nice to when you hear somebody else singing one of one of your songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
you tend to have um, the opposite mindset of one of our mutual friends, Colm O'Brien, and he hasn't been on the show yet. I'm dying to get him on. Um, Great guy. But yeah, so Colm, if you're listening, please come on. (laughs) But he was telling me one time, I was like, how do you come up with all these songs? And he said, if it... If it's not written in 10 minutes, it's probably not worth it. So just throw it away. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I could do that. I'd be 10 minutes trying to figure out what chord progression the thing's going to ah, be in by the ah, end. Like, Well, I find it it's funny. I find it easier to write. To, and, and, and like I grew up playing music, playing playing uh, mandolins and stuff like that there. And, but I would find it easier to write the words than I would. I, I have more of a difficulty coming up with, with melodies than I do with with uh, with, uh, with, with words. You know what I mean? So I'll... I'll bring it over to the to the uh, Chuck, our guitar player, has a wee recording studio, so I'll bring it over there and um, show Chuck, and then maybe Hammer Martin or, or one of the other boys, Steve or Larry, might might come up with something. You know what I mean? So so I find it that, uh, and then like uh, uh, I'll be worried about maybe the melody sounding like somebody else's, and Chuck will say, "Hey man, there's only there's only so many notes." You know what I mean? Whether, yeah. There's only so many different uh, notes you can play, so. Um, don't think you're copying something by, by 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 having it close to some other melody, like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, it's funny. It's funny you spoke. And this is a hundred percent a true story. As you were talking about Colm O'Brien, he texted me. He was <laughs> just texting me there because uh, Stevie's father, uh, Stevie's father, passed away last week. Uh, uh, his name was Stevie O'Callaghan from Kerry. And as you're as you're uh, uh, talking to me, uh, it popped up on my screen a message from Colm O'Brien wondering about the funeral arrangements. So. So uh, yeah. I, I I let I let him know uh, you were talking about him just as he was texting me. Too sure too. He's a yeah, yeah. he's a great fella. Like, really is great. A, a wonderful guy, Patrick. We we uh, we did a fundraiser years ago for for um, floods that were happened in Donegal, and I don't think Colin O'Brien was ever in Donegal in his life. But he was one of the, and he was one of the uh, the the main guys on the committee helping to raise money. He got the artwork sent over from Dublin to be auctioned. And anything that I do for Lucy's Love Bus, we do the Christmas party in Dooley's. He always performs on the booze cruise. He's you just you just call Colm and say, "Listen, I was thinking of doing," and he'll just say, "Let me know what you need and and when you need it." And, he, and he's always here. Just a great, great, great guy, Colm. Yeah, and I've told him many times before, probably after a few pints when I'm all emotional. But <laughs> I tell him um, that if it, I wish that it was the '60s, because I guarantee you. He'd probably be in the feckin' Dubliners. He has that Patsy Watchhorn voice to him, real authentic fucking Dublin sound. Like. Yeah, and he's great. At the, he's, he, I would be kind of like I would be kind of shy in that regard, like introducing a song or that. I would, uh, I'd say, oh, fuck it, we just sing the song. You know what I mean? But, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Colm's Colm's great at uh, telling the story behind the song and and uh, and the history of it. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, he's he's very very good at that as well. Yeah, how do you find the stamina? to keep doing the Donegal basement pub sessions because I was doing a few on Sundays as well called the Sunday fry up and by like the 12th week I was just burnt out I don't know it's it's a lot harder than a real life gig I find it is I I what the strange thing to me was like like we play in the black rose and we play in Dooley's, which are always packed and we play like uh, like uh, festivals and weddings and there's always a huge noise level but the, the the strangest thing ever was when I started uh, playing down here. At the end of the song, there'd be dead silence. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you couldn't turn around to one of the guys to you no, know, to say hi to Chuck or Larry or Stevie or Martin. And then and then that's when I had to sort of start talking about things. And I would ask people where you 
where are you tuning in from and 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 uh, like where are you what are you drinking and trying to come up with ways to burn up time before songs but but i actually i actually like it now because i wanted to like when i started people were saying that you should set up the gear and you'll get a better sound and that there but but i wanted to make it like um Sunday night at home was always my favourite night of the year, uh, favourite night of the week. You'd go to uh, Donegal game where I used to play football for Malin and then you go to the pub afterwards and sit down and maybe some guy would be playing a guitar in the corner and and that's the way I wanted to make the virtual pub down here. Like People would talk to each other in the comments and I used to joke, they're probably not even fucking listening to me saying it. It's just people are meeting each other because they couldn't go out, you know what I mean? And, and then people were donating money to cancer and at, at uh, kids with cancer and and I, I like it. I've started now lately bringing in a few, you know, bringing in different boys, you know, uh, coming over like Slantia, a uh, great, great young band here. We're, we're here last night, uh, uh, young American kids, they all met up at Boston College and formed a band. But um, I, I was doing it every every week and then I cut it down to every, every second um, Sunday night. And, and uh, again, getting back to, I plan on doing it for an hour and then I'll doing it for three or three and a half hours because when I start then I can't, can't stop. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing worse than when you have to be somewhere and you've got the guitar in your hand and you just don't want to put it down. No, 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 no. I mean, that, that, but, but it's it's people, again, people have been so good, Patrick. Like, as I said, um, we've met a lot of friends here over the years and, and some nice connections. So, so like, people would be listening and, and, and I would, uh, you'll get a message up on Facebook there saying that from some NYPD officer that's in his cruiser on the Lower East Side and he's just got, He's got me on and his phone at the same time. You know what I mean, and and you know, that kind of stuff. And people, yeah. and then be, because of technology, it gets shared. Uh, uh, a lot of a lot of my friends share the streams on different uh, platforms. And some guy will say, "Hi, listening in Texas, love, love it." You know what I mean? Or uh, people from France and from everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's nice, and it's it's met a lot more. It's a lot a lot of it's met a, a very enough lot of friends that we didn't have beforehand because. Uh, um, if this thing's ever over, we've been invited to so many festivals and pubs, you know, that we never even knew existed before the whole live stream thing. Yeah. Now I know the there is written evidence of it somewhere online, but just to kind of tell the listeners, and out of my own curiosity as well, Devry, D-E-V-R-I. What's what's the reasoning behind that name? I I, I come up with a big st- st- story and I tell people that it means, but it actually means. Uh, nothing what it was there was there was uh when the, when the band when we started first i used to play with Inchicore here uh, uh for years and then and then when i started uh when i when i when i left Inchicore, i was playing in paddy barry's and there used to be a photographer who used to come in skip uh wine rib is his name and he used to come in and he'd say you guys need a name uh but he would tell him, uh one idea come in and 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 there was myself kevin doherty um and a guy called jerry so he put the three fork names together, Declan, Kevin, and Jerry, and come up with Devery. So, so that's that's really how it how, how it started. You know what I mean? And and it was D E V R Y, but then there was an online university called Devery yeah, University. So, so, so I changed it. I just changed it to I. So, so that's I didn't want it to be Declan Houghton and this and and his band or anything like that. So, so, so I I I, I, I and it's a nice short name, and you can remember it when you're drunk. So, 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 <laughs> so I, yeah. So we stuck with Devery. So that's really all it means. Yeah. I came up with Paddy Moore because I suppose I would have been listening to a lot of Christy Moore at the time. And as I said, when I started gigging, I was underage, but people would be sending me pints. And guy, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't want like 
not that I don't think I would have gotten in trouble, but just in case I did, I didn't want people like looking me up and you know, oh Patrick yeah. Davern, that that fella's only a child. So Paddy Moore was born then because you know six foot four and etc. Et yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a great it's a great uh, 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 it's a great name as well because uh, with the with the more meaning meaning the big you know what I mean and it it, it it works perfectly. But it's it's fun. like I used to laugh. There used to be um, I came from uh, from. Uh, um, a fishy, big fishing community in Donegal, and and, and uh, there used to be a crowd of boys in Letter Kenny, uh, and they had this band, and they called themselves Cliff Rescue and the Helicopters. That was that was that was the name of the that was the name that, that was a great name for a band, Cliff Rescue and the Helicopters. <laughs> great <laughs> name, yeah. yeah. Especially if you fall great off any of them cliffs up in Malin. Yeah, 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 yeah. But maybe you need you need to have a helicopter fairly soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your guys' tour of Ireland did that ever happen because of the corona or did you get one done or we did about four uh, again um, uh, about three years ago a lot of people would be saying to me about because Stevie our drummers from Tralee and Kerry and then Martin is from Balbuffet and Donegal and um, uh, I I spent a lot of time in Galway City I, I, before I left I, I love Galway I used to go down to uh, Paddy's Bar I know I don't even know if Paddy's Bar is still there and and, and Air Square. But, oh, it uh, is. It is. Yeah, used to used to love love going down there for weekends. A crowd of us would get away from Donegal, but so people would all be on to me about coming uh, taking tours home, and I and I, I was thinking like who want who'd want to come to Ireland with us, and then uh, finally we said we put a a tour together, and we thought we might get one bus and and two bus loads uh, sold out within the first day, and then we put on a, a third bus, but we were due to go last July. We were. Um, it was going to be eight nights, uh, two nights in K- uh, Kerry, two nights in, in the Connemara Coast, Coast Hotel, um, oh, yeah. two nights up, two nights up in Donegal, and two nights in Belfast. Because which I didn't realise, the biggest tourist attraction in Ireland at the minute apparently is the Titanic Museum in, in Belfast. So uh, that was going to be the tour, and then about this time last year, like uh, uh, when things started locking down, uh, we sort of knew we weren't going to go, so we. We put it off to this year, and a, uh, nobody cancelled. Like uh, a lot of people are disappointed, but yesterday we had to say that it's postponed to next year. And it's funny the difference is this year. Last year we felt bad about it. This year everybody's saying, "Of course, like sure, there's no way we could." People are resigned to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but uh, I know whatever time we do get home, we'll there'll be uh, we'll we'll be making up for three years of drinking <laughs> when we get to Galway. I, I love Galway, not just because I'm chatting to you. I always say that if I had to live at home, um, I love Donegal. Don't get me wrong, I'm very proud of Donegal, man. But uh, if, if you wanted to live in a city environment, uh, it would be Galway. I, I always loved Galway. loved it. Yeah, a lot of people um, share that opinion, including myself. Like I know I was saying earlier how, how I was kind of always wanted to be American, but there was something about Galway that I, I loved from a very early age. Like, even just going into town, it's not too big, but it's still got, like, all the big different names. And yeah. Shop Street should just be called Pub Street because every second building, it's one of the best... You'll find the best pubs in the world, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the exception of, I'd say, Mr. Dooley's. I'm quite fond of Dooley's. <laughs> and Terry's always great for pulling a pint in there, but... Um, no, I, I, I love Galway. And even... And I, and I know it's uh, everybody says it, but... Uh, and I know I think I saw I saw on your Facebook page that 
things might have changed. Uh, but uh, but the buskers from Galway, even just walking down the street and listening to some of the guys, and not, not even not even Irish music, all all kinds of kinds of music. She used to used to joke in Galway that. Uh, You'd go into the pub and, and the guy busking outside the pub would really be better than the guy that's the, 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 that would be playing in the pub, you know what I mean? So some some great and very friendly town and and, and uh churches you're right on Galway Bay and, and I used to love that drive out through Salt Hill and out, out uh, like the Connemara coast, like a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. And it's it it really bothers me with this old pandemic. I I wrote a song about it, but I'm scared to put it out. Maybe I'll run it by you actually, because right. um w- one of the things that I've kind of noticed about this, and maybe it's obvious to say, but I don't know, you know, if we're not, if the definitions of 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 life is, is humanity, right? Not just living and breathing, but, you know, people coming together and celebrating culture, and we can't really do that right now, are we really living? And so that was kind of in my head for a while. And then I noticed all the double standards with the politicians, and this is happening all over the world, not just in Ireland, not just the States, but the politicians would be saying one dogma, and then they'd break their own rules the next day. And so that was frustrating, because uh, they kind of talk down in you as well. And I've noticed over the last year of lockdowns, although I was very lucky to get out to Boston for a few months of summer, I've noticed that whenever there's a review of the lockdown, it's always when they've got bad news telling me we've got more lockdowns coming. <laughs> but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I do have a song about it. I'm just kind of scared to put it out because there's a lot of nuances there that I don't think people will pick up on. And I don't want to have to give like a 5,000 word essay about, well, here's what this line means and that's what that line means, you know? Yeah. But no, I, 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 I agree with you 100%. And, and I think I think a lot of the problem, Paddy, comes from, and I know we're using the, the social media here right now and technology, but, but a lot of, I think a lot of the bad stuff that's happening right now, it's because... People almost have too much information. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and too much. Like, cause I could say anything right now, and and uh, like, and then oh, Declan said it. You know, it spread all over the place. You know what I mean? And and yeah. and I think, like here, you only hear the noise. You only hear the crap. And and the crap is only this much. You you, you don't hear all the all the good stuff and all the charity stuff and 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 uh, good people helping out each other and and the same at home. You know what I mean? And, and everybody's wound up to to hide though about politics and about coronavirus and i know it's it's serious but like like here like people are nearly killing each other over the politics here and then yeah. fuckers don't give, them fuckers don't give a shit behind the uh behind it they're all uh they always say here about american politics is two wings of the same eagle you know what i mean With two and, cheeks and, of the and, same arse as well yeah 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 I mean, because i behind it all they're, 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 they're like it's 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 a lot of it's bloviating and and this side and that side and 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 Behind it all, I think they're 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 all the same kind of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's right what you were saying about social media because, in a weird way, I think we're all guilty of it because it does have that addicting quality. But they're literally built to keep us on the platforms for as long as possible, and yeah, all they yeah. do is tell us what we want to hear. And what's really scary about like, this is gonna make me sound like I'm some sort of right winger, even though I wouldn't classify myself as one. But you know, this idea of you're only allowed to say certain things online, I think is also dangerous because then you're not allowing people to have the nuance of opinions, you know. I think Irish people are particularly great in that we have so many different parties in this country, but we can all still have a pint in the pub. Americans at the moment, unfortunately, it's like if you say, oh, I'm a Republican or whatever, you're outcasted. Same way if you say you're a Democrat. And I blame social media heavily for that. 
I never, I never, I never agreed with censorship, unless, of course, it's like something that's no, that's that's illegal. No, no, I mean, but I never agreed with censorship because, like, when I was a kid growing up, uh, um, your parents would remember this. Um, if uh, uh, we got, we got, we got, uh, um, um, like the Northern Ireland TV, like UTV and BBC One, uh, Northern Ireland, like, uh, and when when a Sinn Fein member would do an interview, they wouldn't, they would let. Jerry Adams it would be on the screen, but it would be an English actor that would be the voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah, I know. You're, you, if you ask your mother and father about that, they 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 they'll remember this. Like, like that. And I mean, and like, like uh, Trump might be a, a lunatic or, or or whatever he is. Or I mean, but you 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 don't you don't stop by people by censoring all all you. It's like it's like the what do you call it? Uh, the 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 Dubliners were all tell you that, that song Seven Drunken Nights. Um, it never became famous until it was banned. You yeah. know what I mean, the, 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 the song's been played in radio and people just said, oh, no, that grand song, funny song, you know what I mean, Seven Drunken Nights. And then RTE banned it. And as soon as he banned it, the thing went crazy, went, went, went worldwide then, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think, I think like, if you're, if you're, if you're uh, uh, restricting people's uh, opinions on social media and banning them, it, it's only going it, to, it, it, it always backfires, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and sometimes as well is it it kind of allows for a boy who cried wolf situation, will label such a thing as being really bad, and then when something really bad happens, sure you're desensitized because for the last five years yeah. someone's been saying like, you could say, "Geez, I don't want to pay taxes." What are you a Nazi? And then someone could literally be doing yeah. stuff like the National so Social Journal work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you just you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, people banned it. It's scary. People banned people like as Nazis and Papa, and it's cr- crazy. And and I always, I always think, uh, imagine like you were, you were the the the, the grandson or the great grandson of somebody that actually went through, went through World War Two. Uh, you know what I mean? And like and now they're just using this this term as as like a, just a common insult. You know what I mean? It, it's I I don't know. I I, I never agree with that. With that. Like I think everybody should be allowed. To, like the freedom of speech is enshrined here in this in this country. Like uh, let let them have. You don't have to agree with them. Let them have their say. And if it is crazy, at least by them saying it, uh, uh, everybody can see how nuts they are. Do you know what I mean? But if yeah. you, if you, if you if you silence them, people will want to. Well, what, what, what? Why are they trying to silence them? What? What actually are they are they saying? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I should clarify, the only reason why I said the word Nazi is because that was the first example that came to my head. I could have oh, said whatever, but... No, I know, I know exactly, Patrick, I know exactly what, you, what you're saying, but you're right. I, 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 I know exactly what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, just sort of in wrapping here, I think we're coming up on the hour. Mark, have you anything else um, that you're either looking forward to or what are you keeping at these days? Just something to put a nice little wrap on the whole package. Well, personally, uh, uh, for, for my own personal thing, uh, I'm delighted because uh, my wife's upstairs at the minute packing up some suitcases and we're heading to, to Miami tomorrow for a week, uh, uh, me, her and the kids. And at Unreal. least we can, we can still travel here. We're going down to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, my wife's parents are going and some family members. But um, d- 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 we are looking forward to, d- d- to the summer. Like we're lucky here, as you know, the Irish Cultural Centre. They got the tent out there, and we're playing in the tent. Uh, we're playing in the um, the Patriot Place down there, Gillette Stadium. They're, they've been very good to us over the years. They do uh, they do like uh, band concerts out out outdoor in Patriot Place during the summertime, and and uh, we have a lot of friends. Uh, there's a group of friends that follow Debbie. They call themselves uh, the Shenanigators. I, I always <laughs> hate the word. 
I always hate the word fans. I I I I, I say we don't have fans. We have uh, family member, extended family members. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, so they always come down to us. We paid pity place, and um, we're going down to. Hilton Head uh, the weekend before St. Patrick's Day, along with the Boston Police Pipes and Drums. Uh, um, we're very good friends with the guys, and uh, uh, Hilton Head is 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 opened up. Like he's still socially uh, distant and the 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 masks and everything, but but uh, looking forward to getting down there. So, but uh, yeah. I I would always be the uh, eternal optimist. I'd, I'd always think that um, there's light at the end of the tunnel and things are going to get better. And I think when if this ever ends which i think it has to i think people will be more friendly i think there'll be more gigs i think uh, people will want to travel to ireland people will want to go on booze cruises and people will realize especially with live music about what they were actually missing uh when uh when they when we had it so good you know what i mean absolutely yeah and uh, i just wanted to say one more thing uh get a rental car and drive up to orlando and visit raglan road it's expensive but it's a great pub in Disney Springs, and uh, I know a few people down there. One of um, yeah, this is going to sound so cocky, but one of the my personal trainer is an Irish dancer down there. And last St. Patrick's Day, uh, when I so I had a Paddy's Weekend tour, even though it wasn't really a tour. That's what I called it to build a bit of hype. But I did yeah. a few gigs, and then obviously, as you would remember, they shut the pubs on the Tuesday, which was St. Patrick's Day. So that night I flew home and the flight, it was an Aer Lingus flight. It was supposed to be at eight in the evening, but because of cleaning it and whatever else, it didn't get to Logan until two in the morning. But all these boys that were at the terminal with me, I think we we're all too miserable to have a sing song, but they were all musicians and they all gigged down in Raglan Road in Orlando. It's a great spot, but yeah, the, I'd the, recommend there was, it. Uh, there was uh, um, three girls, I think they're called Bristia. I don't know if you've heard them, but uh, they were fr- they're all from like um, Antrim down our area. But uh, they landed up here about four or five years ago, and they got a gig in Dooley's. And I set up the gear for them, and they, and they were telling me that they they worked that they worked that pub in Orlando, and they, they loved it as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Declan, it's been a pleasure. Uh, my condolences to Steve's father. Forgot to mention that earlier. And uh, we'll all be rooting for Quinn and Tara and Maggie and Jarlett and Jude and all of them. And uh, best of luck to your daughter and her singing career and your other daughter as well, whatever she's at in life. I'm sure it's also <laughs> great. Um, but yeah. And Patrick, I just, want, I just want to thank you as well, because every, every little bit that helps by promoting music and promoting our culture and, and promoting these gigs, what you're doing as well, every, every bit helps, you know what I mean? So, so thanks a million for having having me on and, and I'll, I'll, um, I'll certainly have a word with Columns and he's eager, I'll move all that hair out of the way so I can, <laughs> I can get a, get a and, and we call him our, our favourite dub uh, uh, but but, uh, but no seriously thanks a million for having me on and thanks for talking me through the process of even getting on, I, I, I joke that I, I'm still trying to figure out the toaster never mind the, <laughs> the, 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 the social media, but thank you Patrick thank you. Oh you're very welcome, it was my pleasure I just want I use this podcast as a way to pick the brains of people that I should be having a pint with right now, but can't. So you're very welcome. And that's a good way to end it. So with that note, thanks for listening, folks. And I'll see you in the next one.
Before I begin today's episode, I would just like to give a special thank you and recognition to Kendra. Kendra is our first and currently only $10 slash 10 euro Paddy Mion tier member over on patreon.com slash Ireland and beyond. If you join our Patreon, not only are you supporting me as someone who doesn't get any coronavirus unemployment, hasn't had a musical gig in over a year, not only will you be supporting me, but you will get early access to the audio episodes, your own RSS feed for the audio episodes, you will get video-only episodes that the public do not get, and you will get stickers as well, and I also read out your name. So, if you want to support me and you like the podcast, please consider joining patreon.com slash Ireland and beyond or visit Ireland and beyond podcast.com for more information. I also ask that if you can't support me financially, please consider leaving a five star review and a nice little write up on iTunes as well. It really helps with the metrics. Thanks folks. And now back to this week's episode. 